everyone. Welcome back to Let's Talk Business by MBSSA. I'm Nat, your new podcast host. This semester, we are focusing on people of Unimelp and their industry experience so you know what your dream job is like and how to get there. In this episode, we'll be talking to Cordo Kamodi, an ex-consultant and a business development manager. Hi, Cordo. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Cordell. Uh, I currently work in commercial management and business development at Shopee, so a tech company that's not dissimilar, not too dissimilar to Amazon, but for Southeast Asia. I took a very different career path. I started in tax after studying uh, commerce at Melbourne Uni. I only lasted a few months in tax, then I moved to analytics, and then finally to strategy consulting, and then to uh, Shopee now. So that's that's my experience so far. Right now, what's your main responsibility as a business development manager? Sure. Uh, so I work. I, I control a small piece of the business in Vietnam, and that involves um, a couple of things. So one is managing the PNL, making sure that we continue to get revenue as expected and that we don't uh, explode cost. On the other side, there's also a lot of strategic initiatives that we do. So in a sense, you feel like you're running a business and that you own a part of the business. And so that means deciding uh, what does what does your team focus on? What kind of initiatives are we pushing? Are we trying to uh, expand into certain provinces? Are we trying to um, grow certain lines of assortment? Are we trying to improve visibility in certain areas? So there's a, a, a very big strategic component as well uh, that I like to focus on. but. As a whole, if I had to summarize, it's kind of like running a business. Uh, it's just that you're under the umbrella of a much bigger business. So, how would you say that this role is different than the strategic consultant role that you've done before? That's a good question. Uh, this role has is two things that are quite different. So, the first is that there is uh, a lot more commercial ownership. And what I mean by that is uh, you feel like you have a lot more skin in the game. Well, I personally felt like I had a lot more skin in the game than uh, I did in consulting. Uh, that's because there's metrics that you're tracking and there's KPIs and it really does feel like your piece of business, right? Your business that you're managing. The second piece is that uh, there's a really big team management and team coordination uh, level of responsibility that I didn't really find I got in consulting. Um, what I mean by that is in consulting, you work in very lean teams because you're charging by the hour. Uh, you work with you know maybe one single stack of a graduate, a consultant, a senior consultant, a director, and so on and so forth. Whereas here, uh, the leverage is quite different, right? So I have several dozen people working with me um, and you know I have to try to coordinate what they're doing what they're focusing on and what not to focus on as well so prioritizing uh, is important but not just for myself like I did in consulting also for everyone else that works with me you said that there's like more ownership in this role compared to consulting when you were doing consulting like what's your favorite part of consulting yeah okay so uh, the thing I really liked about consulting there's there's a couple of things. The first is that uh, I really felt that I honed my skills as a problem solver. And there's definitely something to be said about people that start in consulting and then move into industry. There's a lot of them uh, because consulting definitely helps you develop a toolkit that is quite useful. Um, 
the thing that you have to constantly practice and work on in consulting is uh, kind of developing structure and strategy in places where there is none or where there's a lot of ambiguity and trying to figure out uh, what to focus on and how to approach problem solving in a very structured and strategic way. So uh, making sure that you really you know, move the needle and actually push things in the correct direction is something that I really liked about consulting. The other thing that I really liked about consulting was the people I got to work with and the diversity of people. So uh, back in my old job at Monitor Deloitte, I worked with people from all sorts of different walks of life, all, all sorts of different uh, experience levels. So there were people that had been doctors, engineers, chefs, uh, fashion, people who worked in fashion, um, researchers, all sorts of things. As a strategy consultant, you get exposure to lots of different um, mental models or ways of thinking that really help you uh, elevate the way that you approach problems, which I really appreciated. So during your time as a consultant, what would you say is your expertise? Uh, okay, so I, I worked in a couple of different industries. So I worked in retail, telco and financial services. Uh, and I also, because of my experience in analytics, I also tried to kind of have like a quant strat sort of, sort of approach. So um, quite methodical, making sure that I analyze things properly and um, coming up with really strong like rock solid analysis to prove certain points of view, right? Um, in terms of the types of work that I did, a lot more of it was uh, something we call SPD. Uh, so it's strategic business design and it's very much organic strategy. I didn't really work on inorganic um, M&A or anything like that. For me, it was very much, what is the business trying to do and how do I grow organically? One thing that's interesting to think about is uh, what the consulting pipeline looks like for the most part, not always because some projects that we do are very relationship based. So uh, they're a little bit underscoped, but in general, uh, if you think about when a consultant or a set of consultants come in, it's because a business case has already been developed to facilitate them, right? And it's been approved. So the cases that you get are partially scoped. You kind of know what problem you're working on, but uh, there's not a lot of detail underneath. So uh, for example, one of, the, one of the cases I got was uh, we're growing really rapidly and we don't know why. Explain it so that we can start to prioritize the correct initiatives so that we can continue to grow really aggressively. Um, which is really interesting and really fun, right? But it's, it's very, the scope is quite broad and that's why you have to be, it's, it's kind of why we test on case interviews and um, uh, testing your structured problem solving because you have to go into these situations that are very ambiguous and know how to develop a structure that you can adhere to and that people will uh, respond to as well. Okay, so when clients come to you with these kind of problems, what's your approach to it? Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, so typically in a project, there's a proposal stage beforehand, and that's where you do, sometimes you do a bit of the strategic problem solving. Um, you try to think about uh, what kind of approach you're going to take and what pieces of evidence or what issues you're going to work through in the next X weeks, right? Once you start, um, you take, again, a very very similar to a case interview where you literally develop an issue tree, you think about how, how hard is it going to be to push certain initiatives um, 
and what what kind of analysis you need to do, and then you just do it, and then you you, you continue you continually iterate back with the client as well. You should never be showing your final work at the very end without interim updates. Um, but you just yeah you slowly work through it and you continue to iterate and iterate until you find what the answer is or what what you're going to be doing going forwards. So what attracts you to this career path, like strategic management, business development? I, yeah, so I, what I mentioned before was I took a very, um, a little bit of a strange approach to my career. I started off working in tax because I really enjoyed it in uni, surprisingly. It was really, really interesting to me, but I actually only lasted three months in uh, professional tax. Uh, what I did was um, because I, while I was in uni, I had been doing a bit of uh, data analysis and, um, you know, understanding a little bit of coding and development. And because of that, I had a bit of an advantage moving from text into analytics. So what I originally wanted to do was use the tech skills that I developed to solve business problems, right? To, um, you know, use the skills that I developed as a developer to, <laughs> to um, help solve business problems. But I found that in the analytics team, the work that I was doing was very uh, technical, but focused more on solving the tech problems than solving on the business problems. I felt a little bit separated. And in general, what I wanted to do was increase the scope of my work to be larger and larger, right? So I eventually moved into strategy because because the scope of work or the problems that I was dealing with were larger. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that and I still maintain that um, working in strategy consulting was a great way to develop the skills to understand those types of problems. The reason I moved into uh, shopping was because I wanted to uh, develop some ownership and then also develop a couple of skills that I felt I could develop faster in a industry role. A high, like a tech industry role rather than uh, in consulting or it would take longer to develop than in consulting but consulting is very very good for problem solving relationship management uh, and understanding how certain things work okay so next question what are the three things that you wish you'd know before you start your career path i think i'll, I'll just focus on one Actually, okay. one piece that I wish I had known earlier. Uh, so it, it actually, I'm, this is from Cal Newport. So it's, it's uh, not my own original idea, but it's something that I uh, very much resonates with me. And what he talks about is uh, following your passion is not necessarily the best advice, right? And what I mean by that is oftentimes, uh, what you're doing is you're in your career, you should be practicing developing skills that are rare and valuable. And by accumulating those skills, you can transact them later on in the labor market for jobs that um, are more valuable to you. So either in salary, which is the traditional approach that people think about, but also in terms of scope of work or autonomy or you know freedom, like lots of different things, right? Um, for me, I think it's a little bit dangerous to think that your first role is going to be something you're incredibly passionate about. I definitely wasn't passionate about tax, but um, what you should be focusing on is making sure that you're continually developing skills that are valuable, right? And then as you continue to progress in your career, 
uh, because you have those skills that are valuable or they're valued by the people that you want to work with, you can start to move and transition into something that uh, really suits you or something that uh, you really enjoy as well. That's good. So, you know, from this topic, developing skills, how do you think you need to prepare you in terms of like developing skill into like your career path? Okay, so the 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 thing that is interesting about Melbourne Uni is, um, and I didn't I didn't respect this at first, but the stuff that was the most useful for me in consulting, where it's very general and very broad, was actually all the breadth and first year subjects that we did. So, for example, I, I studied accounting and finance, micro, QM one, super super important. Um, there was definitely an element of resilience. I really, really struggled with QM1 when I first started. Um, but the resilience that I developed from working, from studying at Melbourne Uni was actually um, very helpful in making sure that uh, I could continue to learn afterwards. Uh, it's not to say that you can only get that from Melbourne Uni. I think you can get it from all sorts of different unis, but studying with like-minded people was definitely something very helpful to me. So now we want to help ask someone who wants to get into consulting or business development. What do people look for in this role? What is the most wanted quality of someone to work in this role? I see, I see. That's, that's a good question. <clears throat> so I, I'll, I'll answer this in two parts. The first part is the, uh, the screening. So before you get into the interview, and the second part is in the interview, or what I would have looked for or what I did look for as an interviewer. Uh, for the first part in the screening, the people that work in consulting or when you try to select someone to work with you in consulting, it's very important to, uh, what we look for is a breadth of skills. So commerce is important, but not the, uh, it's, it's not sufficient. There's, uh, you, you can study anything, but what we're looking for is the kind of like leadership experience or the self-motivated drive that helps you. Uh, take on other pieces of work, right? Or other things that you're doing. So like working in clubs, for example, uh, showing some prior interest in consulting, um, explaining your experience in a way that a consultant would. So uh, very much quantifying your impact or um, making sure that every word on your resume counts as well, right? Very, very important. Um, that's from the resume side, the screening side. From the interview side, there's two things we look for. One is fit, it's very natural. We, we wanna make sure that we like you. We wanna make sure that when we work late nights with you inevitably that they are not too painful. But the second is the case interview, which is very, very important. When you uh, approach a case, we want to see that you're taking a very structured approach that you're looking through, you're cutting through the ambiguity of the way that a consultant would or you're thinking where a consultant would. Uh, we don't need to see the right answer. What we want to see is the way that you're communicating the answer to us. And again, to just nail the point home, uh, developing structure and applying structure the way that uh, is necessary in a consulting case. Uh, no one knows all the answers and that's fine, but being able to structure it in such a way that you can research the answers, improve them later on, very important, very, very important. So, when you first started as a consultant or like as a strategic consultant, what do people do in the junior role? Like what's mm. the difference between junior role and the more senior role? Okay. Okay. That's a good question. So when you first start, it's very, uh, 
you're, you're developing a lot of hard skills, I should say. So uh, before you get into anything, there is, you need to be good at um, slide development and uh, doing a bit of data analysis, kind of like a ticket to play, right? Uh, making sure that you can communicate an idea, a single idea on a single slide uh, is probably something that you focus on. I focused on it quite a lot. I was hit over the head with so many slides when I first started. Uh, the other piece is the analysis. So of course, when we give you a piece of work or an, uh, a possible hypothesis for you to look into, we want to uh, make sure that you do your analysis in a very structured way or a way that uh, really helps move the project forward. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of coaching for that and some of the coaching is informal, some of the coaching is formal, but it's the, my first six months I spent mostly in yeah, doing data analysis and making sure that I could communicate well. Uh, after that, after the first six months, I probably did a lot more uh, communication in meetings and presenting in meetings and um, really honing that skill of knowing what to say and how to say it and making sure that it resonated with the right people as well. Do you have any tips on communication skills? Uh, so I, I actually found it very difficult to uh, present and communicate when I first started. I was very shy, very nervous. Uh, I think that for me, it was all about getting the reps in. I'm not not to say that I'm the best communicator or anything anymore uh, now. Sorry, but uh, making sure that I practiced communicating regularly was very very important, uh, and communicating in the right context as well so business meetings uh, trainings rather than um, just with co-workers it's a little bit different communicating with a client or someone that uh, has less context than you so i definitely spent a lot of time practicing that so for me personally the biggest improvement was working with someone that was three or four years my senior and presenting in recruitment and trainings actually so watching how he presented looking at the things that he focused on and trying to um, practice the same when I was presenting was very important and just understanding uh, you know, what to say and how to say it. It's coaching and mentorship, apprenticeship, I guess you could say, uh, were probably the biggest drivers in my improvement. Okay, that's great. So we're gonna move on to the fun part. We're gonna play a hot seat question. You just don't think too much about it, just answer it. I okay, guess. okay. Okay, first, what's your favorite spot at Unibo? Uh, I liked working in the basement in the Bailey, the Bailey building. Okay. I like to study there, yeah. What's your go-to lunch place around campus? Uh, I think I went to Union House a bit. Uh, and also something interesting at the time was I was trying to go to the gym more and bulk up. And I used to get, I used to carry with me um, the discounted chicken, some coals from the night before and eat it for lunch in um, Union House. And that was, I, I just remember thinking, doing that quite regularly and uh, not having much success, but something that I did quite often. You actually answered the next question already. So I'm just gonna skip that one. <laughs> right. What's your favorite subject to study in Unimel? Uh, afterwards, thinking back, again, the ones that were the most important to me, micro and uh, QM, and all of the econometric subjects, I thought were very important. 
What's your top exam tips? Hmm. Uh, I, I think revision, I should have revised more regularly throughout the semester rather than focusing on SWOT back. But I appreciate that everyone does that. I just, thinking back, I wish I'd uh, thought a bit about doing revision throughout the semester. What's the best advice you could give to the current student right now? Uh, enjoy yourself. Make sure that you uh, have a good time at uni. It's, uh, it's, very, it's a very fun time. Not to say that you won't have a lot of fun times afterwards as well. It's okay if you don't know what you're going to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea. And just focus on making sure that you continue to accumulate the skills that are valued in the market whatever that may be. And also where you can develop your specific niche too. And maybe study throughout the semesters. And study throughout the semester. <laughs> there you go, guys. Our guest speaker for this week, Cordell Kamuni. What do you guys think? Would you want to work in consulting or work for business? Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode.